It is getting uh, harder to make ends meet for a lot of people. So what can you do? Oh, we're going to bring Herb Weisbaum in, the consumer man and contributing editor at Checkbook.org and host of the Consumerpedia podcast. You're the hardest working man in consumerism, Herb. I try real hard. Yes, I'm productive. And while you're having the wine, I'm just trying to have some coffee to wake up here in Seattle. Oh, there you go. Oh, my goodness. Yes. They've got Good a morning. liquor for that. Good morning to you. Yes. <laughs> early, early morning, Herb. Uh, so, Herb, you know, we've been seeing the, the rising gas prices, and we're feeling it absolutely everywhere. And I know that you have, uh, well, maybe can, can help us down that path. Uh, what can we do, and how can we sure. be smarter? Well, we just wrote an article about that, and there are basically three things. Unless you, uh, you know, park your car in the driveway and sleep on my pillow all day long, you basically you gotta find the lowest price. You gotta pay for it the best and smartest way, and then squeeze out every mile for gallon. So I guess we should start with the first thing, which is find the lowest price. Um, you know, uh, prices really do vary in most cases probably right around your neighborhood or where you work. Um, I checked the uh, price for regular gas around my house uh, here in uh, the Seattle area. And it was four eighty nine at one station and five nineteen at the highest station. Whoa. Wow. Just by choosing the cheapest station, I would have saved $4.20 on a fill-up. Uh, skip the premium. Premium is unless your car says required. You don't need to pump premium gas. So you're not going to do your car any favor. It's not going to thank you and be a nicer car. It's just pouring <laughs> money down the drain. So if it says recommended, that means optional. You don't right. need it. Right. Only a few high-end sports cars that say premium required. Yeah. So that's the uh, thing. The big thing that was interesting in this, and it was just came to me, is everybody says, I read all these articles, use a gas app to find the cheapest gas in your area. And I was just being the consumer man and saying, are these things accurate? I oh. wonder if this really makes sense. Yeah, because I was so, going to ask you, how do you find out the price of gas at a, 10 different stations in your neighborhood? Right, because I heard a station here in Seattle last night say, use an app in real time. Well, they're sort of kind of in real time. Uh, they're, they rely on people to file reports. So we went around and uh, checked 44 different stations in a bunch of different areas. We checked uh, near you, Minneapolis. We checked Seattle. We checked... Um, uh, different cities. Uh, my brother did one in Philadelphia, and uh, we found that uh, we did Gas Buddy and Gas Guru, okay. in five metropolitan areas, and we checked 44 stations, and overall the apps had the wrong price half the time. So wow. it was 18 out of 44 stations. And in some cases it was 5 to 10 cents, but the biggest discrepancies were 24 cents too high and 44 cents too low. And our friend uh, at uh, Bankrate.com, Ted Rossman, actually uh, tried an app, and it was off by 90 cents. Um, yeah, so that's... the tip here is if you're going to use these things, check when it was last updated. We found that Good some point. were 16 hours, 18 hours, one day, two days old. I mean, prices are changing too quickly right now to rely on information yeah. or possibly drive out of your way for two-day-old information. He's Herb so. Weisbaum. And Herb, that's interesting you say that because I was using an app called Waze, W-A-Z-E. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it uh, it actually said, are you at a gas station right now? Like, it sent me a little thing, and I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it said, can you update the gas? And I, like, looked over my corner. And I go, oh, it's four fifty nine. And I updated the price of the gas. So they were asking me to do it. And yeah, that's, that's the and problem. I, I signed up for Gas Buddy to do that, and they sort of, hey, you want to be a Gas Buddy reporter? So we're not trashing them, and they even admit, I talked to the head guy at Gas Buddy, and he said, yeah, it's like we're in a situation where it's changing so rapidly. Ooh, sometimes okay. up, sometimes down. So possibly use it as a grain of salt, but just, you know, don't take it as the gospel because it may be old. The smart way to pay, uh, I, I did some price shopping in this area, and now the gap is 10 to 15 cents per gallon if you pay with cash. Really? So you might want to save that way by paying cash instead of credit card. And please remember, and I asked a lot of people in my area, and they didn't know this, 
Paying with a debit card is not paying with cash. A lot of people say, oh, it's a debit card. No, that's not cash. It goes through the system, that the same kind of system that credit cards use, so they won't give you the discount for that. Cash means greenbacks, money. you got to pay money to get the cash discount. <laughs> and then decide what kind of credit card you're going to pay with. Uh, if you have a gas credit card or a, a money-back uh, credit card that gives you so much percentage per gallon, you're probably better off right now than using a gas station credit card that maybe gives you 5 or 10 cents a gallon off, and that's because the price is so high. The percentage discount is probably better than, a, than so much per gallon. So just be, maybe do the math on that, and if you can stack rewards, uh, that's like you do with coupons at the grocery yeah, yeah, store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I buy my gas at the Safeway up the street from me. They're, they were 50 cents five zero cents lower than any other gas station within two miles of me. Then I use my Safeway rewards, and there are a lot of gas uh, grocery yeah. rewards. Yeah, I your points. Buck, I saved a buck a gallon oh. off 50. And then I paid with my rewards card and got 2% cash back for buying with a gas rewards card. I'm just going to pull it next to you, Herb, and you can just put the, t- you know, when you're done, we'll just put it in mine, you know, and just, oh, yeah. uh, well, you know. Herb, the there is nothing sexier than that. I can do my windows that. while I'm uh, filling up, I'll, I'll <laughs> Deal. Hey, what do you think about these gas stations? It really drives me crazy. They just have one number showing. Nine. Oh, you know, and it's like, all right, well, and it's over a two-day period. I'm thinking, well, okay, if you're just filling up, we're just changing the price. But then it never even changes. Right. Well, there are different regulations in different states. I don't know what your state is. In our state, like, for instance, they have to actually show the gas price, and it has to be so you can see it before you pull up to the pump. But that's just, you know, that's just ridiculous. And, and you know, I don't know what they're required in your state, but uh, there should be the price there. But at the very least, check when you get to the pump. But. Hmm. Wow, and, and and the last point you make in there, uh, yes. how can 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 how I drive make that big a difference? Oh, absolutely. Um, our friends at Consumer Reports measure the mileage. They drove a Nissan Altima and a Toyota Rav Four at a steady fifty-five, sixty-five, and seventy miles an hour. Okay. The penalty for cruising at seventy-five miles an hour rather than at sixty-five was almost seven miles per gallon in the Altima Six and the Rav Four. Wow. And flowing from sixty-five to fifty-five boosted that by six miles a gallon in the Altima and eight in the uh, Rav. So you're talking twelve to fourteen miles a gallon difference between going seventy-five and fifty-five miles an hour it's like the difference between driving a compact car and a large suv think about that for a second okay this is the time to follow the speed limit yeah oh yeah appreciate your time today thank you sir okay thanks herb he's herb weisbaum the consumer man contributing editor at checkbook.org and host of the consumerpedia podcast all right hey